ready to go. All right, cool. Um, <clears throat> oh, so um, just an idea. So when I first started, like I had this idea, like I'm going to do it. Uh, we're going for it. Uh, I wrote out a list while at my desk at work of like all the things that I should keep in mind. Like they were all coming to my mind at the same time. So I was like, let me just write this down so I don't forget. One of them being every morning when I go downstairs, I turn my heat off because I record in my basement right next to the heater. So I would do that here as well uh, because that thing will come on and then it'll just destroy this beautiful sounding audio, this amazing setup you have. Like this, you know, street noise is cool. That, not cool. I've got plenty of blankets. I'm it pretty cold in here. Oh, I like it. I'm, I'm fine. We don't use the heat very often in our house because we're cheap. We're frugal. <laughs> we have a daughter who's <laughs> freezing. <laughs> That's cool, and I'll share this with you, but I've been having problems with this GoPro the past two days, which is making me uh, reassured to not make this like a video podcast. Be, uh, the one that oh, I'm doing, it'll like turn off at times. it's doing weird stuff, man. And that would stress me out so much. Whereas with the audio, it's just like right there next to me on the computer. I see I it's like recording. If you're doing like a podcast, like hour long, you need to have plugged in power sources. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Don't like clip lengths time out. Not with the right gear. So if you have good cameras, you don't have that problem. Like a lot of the newer Sony DSLRs, they have that problem where they clip out at 12 to 15 minutes. But if you're recording externally to like a monitor, yeah, uh, like a Ninja Flame or one of those other monitors or uh, um, another way to record media, yeah, the uh, yeah the record lengths are longer. So, all right, cool. So it's ten 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 twenty. Nice. We'll go until like ten fifty ten fifty five. That's that's cool, man. I think as long as we like cut it at eleven, we're good. All right. Yeah. I'm just trying to think what I want to do. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my first episode of a podcast that I'm actually taking seriously this time. I've done a bunch of recording before, but now it's time to actually start putting them out, having serious conversations. So I've invited, um, actually, this is a very mutual idea to have my friend Mickey Weldy over to the apartment to do a little chat. He's a very interesting guy, has a lot of uh, wisdom in his young age. And uh, so, Mickey, what's up, man? Dude, I'm psyched to be here. Yep. Your apartment is dope. I mean, <laughs> I don't use that word very often, but I don't know how else to explain this place. You have, like, a sick setup. And that was kind of one of the reasons we made this a date was because when we, date? <laughs> when we met last week, I just expressed interest in having a place like this, like exactly like what you have here to create and be creative, especially with somebody, because that's a thing I've struggled with is trying to be creative by myself. Um, it's it limits me to a point. True. So, yeah, a uh, couple things. We didn't meet for the first time last week, but we hung right. out last week. We'll talk about how we met and a little bit of background. My apartment, for the listeners at home, it's a pretty open space. There's one big room, then there's a, it's a little loft space, mm -hmm. um, but it's open, and it's good for um, basically changing a lot of things, 
maybe making a little set yeah or two using a green screen watching a projector on a big wall um if you wanted to do a cooking show the kitchen's open to it so that was one of the big pulls why i did get this space was because i you know you remember my we work office right. space yep. and i just had a desk and i was amongst a lot of people and yeah. it was uh, very easy for me to make excuses of why I couldn't film in front of all those people. Yeah, which is totally understandable. But what I will say, and it's something I've really been trying to focus energy on recently, is just like complimenting ourselves. So like, I want to compliment you with how much you did do in that space. Because <laughs> like, I couldn't have done half of what you did. Like being in front of people, hitting record, talking to your camera. That space looked great when you filmed in it. Um, so you really did an amazing job, even if it wasn't as much as you wanted to do maybe at that time and that stage, like for whatever reason, I feel like you did the amount that you were meant to do and yeah. now learn from that and have yeah. a space like this where it opens up so much. And, and this place is so versatile that you could do really whatever you want and make it look really sick. And you already have a, an amazing setup with lights and tripods, this solar panel desk solar panel table <laughs> yep uh yeah and and the whole podcast setup uh it's great i appreciate that um and so now let's uh talk a little bit about things that you might want to compliment yourself on or things that i could compliment you on but let's let, first of all what do you do in the city yeah what's like what's like the day job <coughs> mm -hmm. and then um where did we meet? How did we connect? Why did we connect? Sure. So I work at the Curtis Institute of Music in the video department, and I, you know, coordinate all of the recordings and live streams that we do and have been working there for five years, um, do a lot of editing, ton of time, like at my desk, editing operas or preparing media for YouTube releases, um, as well as just, like I said, kind of coordinating schedules, setting up shoots and um, it's a fun job. I really like working there and I love where I'm at in the city over in Rittenhouse. Um, it's a beautiful area of the city What I'm coming to like after five years <laughs> of, uh, mainly like, of, of course, appreciating it, but not appreciating it to like its fullest extent. True. I love that do we ever, ever <laughs> right. <laughs> this is so true, but it's funny the past two weeks I've spent time of getting off at eighth and market cause I take the Paco in. Um, I live in New Jersey. I live in Mount Holly. Um, so I have been getting off at 8th and Market a couple of times for different reasons. And it's such a different vibe. And it's its own, like, energy. And it's its own world there. It is a different and vibe. It really is. And not in, like, a good or bad way. Like, you can't really compare. It's just a different part of the city. And I, I like it. More people. More life around you. But, like I said, I live in Mount Holly. Which is close to Lumberton, which is close to where I grew up, which is close to where the party that we met at. That's right. So we met at a party in Lumberton four years ago. Yeah, a little while ago. And uh, I was there with my wife, Julie, who is a teacher, and her teacher friend was having a party. You were there. I was there. We were all having fun. And we got talking in the kitchen about video production and we mentioned wanting to do this one specific video that we kind of got hype <laughs> about and never happened. But, um, you know, you had mentioned like wanting to film a really sick, like CrossFit type uh, promo video right. about a gym. Right. And um, we were like, dude, let's, let's make it happen. And it never happened. But we, through that, 
have been able to like stay in contact and make other stuff with each other and um it's been great since man i'm happy that our paths crossed and that we still make it a priority to like hang out and talk and for real uh i think the biggest thing that we connected about was like just the idea of making something cool or making some art something to do with video yeah you know just <coughs> expression that kind of thing and then true i moved into philadelphia right down the street from curtis institute of music mm -hmm. and it made it easier to connect so like being around people especially people that have interests in the same direction yeah i'm realizing i mean it's very obvious to say but if you really knew how powerful it was to be around people that uh fire you up yeah have interests in the same direction are innovating in a direction that you want to innovate in it changes so much it does it makes it makes it so much uh easier so it's a it's a friendship that i really value because i don't have a ton of people that are also trying to do some of the stuff that i'm trying to do so yeah and i guess to speak a little bit to that i think that it not only like fires you up but it gives you more confidence that you're on the right path that like the sort of dreams or like visions that you have of what could potentially be, you know, you're when you're with somebody who also has that sort of vision, it kind of gives you confidence to do it more and try it out and fail a little bit. And, um, and I, yeah, I think that I agree so much that we don't even fully understand how much it changes things um in us and i think it's really incredible because we met at a time in my life where i without getting into specifics was just feeling a bit lost and like not really connected to who i am and um and it was fun to like kind of bounce ideas off of you and like grow through our relationship and it's so cool to kind of look back because i really feel like now and we talked a little bit about this last week that i'm at a place where it's like I'm much more like grounded and have a foundation of like aware. Yeah. Way more aware. And like the, my awareness of the past made me question so much. And now my awareness makes me feel way more like in control and, and confident. <clears throat> so this is all happening at the right pace. Sometimes we <laughs> want it to happen faster, but like, that's just the way it goes, man. So you have a, um, a mess do you feel like you know what message you're uh, what direction of a message you have that you yeah why do you want to do this stuff it's not easy it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of time you have a newborn child right uh you have a family you have a full-time job what is making you want to do more um personal artistic expression is what i like to call it because yeah. at the end of the day you know you're expressing something you have something to say i know right. you you definitely have something to say yeah for sure so can you give us a little idea of what do you want to say yeah well i think to answer the second question first and then answer that one <clears throat> is that why do i feel compelled to do it because for a while i thought this stuff makes me happy. Like it makes me happy and it gives me life. So I want to do more of it. But what I've been realizing and this sort of realization came from a very funny place, like 
uh, the end of a YouTube video that I didn't even watch, but I just like clicked through to the end and I caught this like 10 second clip that has had like a real <laughs> impact on my life. And it's, um, and this was just recently. And like the, this kid, literally high school kid in the video said this line that like, it's not so much about like the happiness that we're seeking, but it's meaning, you know, we're looking to have meaningful lives. And that really hit me because that's why I do this stuff. Not so that I can have meaning and like people know who I am and I have recognition, but meaning that like in my heart and soul, I know I like poured out what is in there during my time here on earth. And the things that are in there, what my message I feel is, um, and of course, like this is going to change and it, it's constantly flowing. And, and uh, it's just, I, this is so silly and simple, but like, I just want people to be nicer mm. and more kind mm -hmm. and gentle and uh, humble. And I want that to be like the thing that people are striving after, because that's what I'm striving after is just to be more aware of like the situations i'm in and how maybe i'm supposed to be like used in those situations to like be there for people and be like that light in someone's day or even just in that little moment um whether it's to just encourage them or say a compliment or just be kind and helpful um and that's like you know i don't that's not very specific but that's right well, now it's definitely what uh it's definitely a direct message sure and I think um, so you you want to embody that all of those characteristics in your life. Yeah. <coughs> so do you have to w put your face in front of a microphone to do that or in what ways is that helpful? <coughs> yeah. So I don't think that I do. I don't think that it's critical for me to put my face in front of a microphone or a camera to do that really when it happens is when there aren't any microphones or are there aren't any cameras that is the most meaningful parts of life those interactions um but being able to use these mediums to talk more about it i've found for me has been really helpful in then actually living it out just and personally to you like yeah just, just oh for sure holding yourself accountable maybe yep. or like expressing something so that you can find how you're actually articulating it yeah is that what you're saying yeah exactly and and there's a little bit of selfishness in that but i think it also can be helpful for other people and in some ways might be valuable for them to think about their perspective and the ways that they could be used to bring it like that sort of positivity into their everyday um and yeah i think that it's more important to actually live it out than to sit and talk about it and that there are a bunch of people talking about it. And I'm not going to comment about whether or not they're living it out because I don't know. I mean, we all live our own individual lives. But there are a bunch of people already talking about this message, spreading this message in their own ways. And that I'm like willing to step out on that same limb and do it my unique way because I think that it's important. And I want to I wanna say something about... <coughs> I want to say something about you specifically because you're playing out this thesis that I believe in, which is if you have a good message, amplify it because right. the value that you could offer somebody across the world, th this basically costs you nothing. We're going to have this conversation regardless. Yeah. Maybe now let's record it, put 
a little video to it maybe so that people get a more context but you're playing out this thesis which is let's get more good humble enlightened caring loving kind people to spread more of that message and let's leverage technology to do it okay yeah <laughs> so, <right. laughs> so you're definitely an example of that and it far outweighs the trolling on social media or twitter or or those kinds of very sarcastic things which is fine those are fun and interesting too yeah um but it's really um i think helpful to have some leaders demonstrating how you can also use this in in specifically positive ways right um so i just think i think what you are embodying what you're putting out into the world is very helpful regardless of the of the end message and it's okay to be selfish and use this to your <laughs> it's okay to be selfish because a lot of people will get a lot of value out of it yeah and i think one of the things that i'm learning is that it is scary and uncomfortable to do to like sit on the train and like look for opportunities to compliment somebody not in a creepy way either um and or like just have a very small interaction with them that like could be positive or maybe makes them laugh it's uncomfortable and scary and even just me talking about it helps build up some of that courage and i think that when other people can maybe hear it they might feel a little bit more brave to to do it themselves so um, but i wanted to take a quick moment to mm -hmm. just talk a little bit about you because i know that you are someone who we connect on a lot of ways but it it's we also have things that like are very different and our minds work in different ways and i don't want to like put you on the spot too much but you have like a have had in the past a pretty specific sort of messaging with some of your videos when it comes to business and investing um dude i love the whole travel series when you took a train from mm. philadelphia <laughs> to where california Across the country yeah i mean so uh, the things that you did the idea of being at the bean and like taking pictures for people and that that sort of like interaction with creation is is something i'm super passionate about too especially when it comes to traveling and um that's a whole lot of different things in one but i'm wondering like where you're at in your stage of life what are some of like the messaging things that you're feeling are like you're compelled to bring into the world uh i appreciate that and that stuff really lights me up too it's fun to do it's fun to create and it's a lot of work and so i'm definitely now have gone through several iterations or seasons of videos and attempts at videos that i'm realizing the work that it's taking and the trade-off between that work and my happiness and like the sustainability of it yeah and i'm realizing what's doable as a one-person show or as a three-person show so i feel like i have a better grip on what i'm capable of and what's reasonable in the context of content creation i nothing's changed i'm still in love with like 
investing and the idea of entrepreneurship and playing out a startup in front of the camera because right. um, I feel like it's such a great educational experience for an individual that how much value could the collective get out of watching me struggle, mm -hmm. watching me, somebody, a 30 year old who's had several different jobs in several different spaces, who's, who's unafraid to share more of that funny, yeah. but also like confused, insecure. I don't know what I'm doing parts right. of life. At the at the end of the day, I really believe that an individual should share as much as they can into the collective world because somebody else is experiencing something very similar and it costs basically nothing for them for your for your value to diffuse across the internet. Yeah. And I think I've learned so much from people doing it ahead of me that um, I just I, I feel like it would it, it's a way for us to get more of a conversation going. Mm -hmm. It's a way for people to learn in a different direction. And I plan to continue to do it for the rest of my life. I'm just trying to find like that right cadence and that right like consistency. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something that is so true is like realizing the amount of work and dedication that it takes to like be consistent and find your sort of cadence with it. Um, it's just trial and error. And we've both tried a lot of stuff and failed a in a lot of different ways. But you mentioned that same sort of um, thing last week to me about the Internet being a space that we can all use to just learn from each other. And I just walked away feeling really uh, impacted by that because the I have always seen the Internet as a way to sort of do that. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we do put the camera or the mic in front of us and try to get some of our thoughts out there. Um, but then there's also the side of it. And I kind of mentioned my idea of it being the Web and it's called the Web because it sort of like traps you in. Right. Like there are these negative emotions and these fears oh, that man, yeah. people prey on and, and then they trap you and you get caught in the web. And that's just how these like long comment sections on like news articles start. And um, that it's just like a really unhealthy way for us to use the Internet. And when you said that, that there if, if you really just look at the total opposite of like the good natured side of people trying their best to infuse the internet with their own experiences it's like such a powerful idea and and it really like confirms like yeah that's why you do it yeah man uh you're like hitting on like a central nerve for me um because you and i are pretty well balanced people um emotionally like we probably express ourselves a little better than most guys do. Right. And I know just watching you and like your morning routines and your life with your family and the connection you have, like it's just easy to see that you're a good person and a good leader. And if you and I struggle with parts of 
the social media, you know, like following people or Instagram or just getting trapped up in it. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what mm-hmm. most other people are going through psychologically right. and emotionally? So that's one thing. If it's hard for us, it's got to be 10 times harder for most people. The other thing is it's new and we don't really have systems for understanding how to best use it or not. Yeah. So that's a learning curve. It takes a lot of people that like yourself to show how to live a good life with this. But fundamentally, social media is within our control. You can decide to be on it or not. It is an opportunity for use for you to use positively or negatively. Right. It is not inherently bad or good. Mm-hmm. It's what you decide to do with it. So with all of those factors, like I'm just choosing to see the greatest value of social media and I refuse I refuse to say I refuse I'm going to be careful here. I refuse to ad- to call it a negative thing. I am happy to admit that there are some negative s- outcomes from using it, right. but at the end of the day, it is for you. Mm-hmm. You have control at the end of the day. Yeah. You're in control. Yep. That's and so true. That's the punchline for me. So now let's do it in a way where we can bring the most value to the most people. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. No, I love that because it's for me, that's my thesis on life in general, that we're all in control of our decisions and those decisions are what determine our life experience. And um, we've talked a little bit about it. I think uh, the fact that I've just been writing down like a book, and taking all these ideas that I have and putting them into this document. And that's the whole premise of the book. Has it been said before? Yeah. Thousands of times. Does it need to be said again? I think so. Thousands of times. (laughs) Yeah. Forever and ever. Right. Are you talking about the point? Are you, are you speaking, speaking specifically to like, you are in control of your life, how you react to anything good or bad, you're in control of that. And once you do, you have this enormous power. Yeah, right. You have power, but also like liberation from the like negative parts of the human condition that wear us down tirelessly. It's a tough one. You know, there's, I think at least my own experience is that there is just this part of life that is doing all it can to just wear us down. And that, if you don't put decisions into practice consciously to take away that power, that it's just eventually in the long run going to win. And that will be jaded. Like let's put some, let's put a little more like, what do you mean by that? How, how do you, how do you mean that in like everyday life? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to get up and go to work. So how do you arrive at work positive and like ready to take on the day, even though you've been doing it for five years? I mean, you could, you could be completely in love with your job, but I think a lot of people, including myself had 
had trouble waking up and being like let's get there let's be yeah let's have the right let's take advantage of today as opposed to looking at it like (sighs) another day yeah when when's friday gonna be here yeah yeah i mean there what are some things you're doing um so let me just first off start out by saying that like any of the things that I'm doing, like I'm trying to do and that a lot of the times I don't do well, but I think that just talking about them, thinking about them, writing them down is helpful to then potentially put them into practice throughout your day. Um, that's a great way of putting it, like taking advantage of your day. And in some of the things that I'm doing that I'm very specific about that I outlined a while back and then have now turned into this book and that, I'm trying to actually live out now so that the book actually has more value because I can bring real experience into it. Um, Cause I think it started out as like, these are the things I want to do, the decisions that I want to make, but now I'm living that out and being able to feed back in, uh, putting, you know, feedback into, into the book. And it's just like the decisions to be honest. And I mean that in the sense of like being honest with yourself about where you're at in life and how you're feeling and like what sort of energy you're bringing into a situation. Like be honesty with other people isn't really important too, but I think a lot of people forget about the honesty that you're meant to have with yourself. I don't think a lot of people even know. I think people can hear the words that you're saying and have no clue what you actually mean. <laughs> so I'm serious. I'm, I don't think people know what being honest uh, with yourself means. It's hard. But I'm... Let's say, for example, I know that you've been putting in work in your mornings, Mm -hmm. which is you wake up, you read, you work out, you meditate, you play with your cat and your daughter, (laughs) you interact with your wife, and you you get work done before you go to what your job is. Yeah. How has that positively affected your life how have you realized that's a good routine to have how have you realized those are good habits i think the i am understand i'm understanding what you're saying but i think to ground it more Mm -hmm. tell us how did you become onto a good morning routine that would help me a lot yeah for sure because i know what a more a good morning start to the day does for the rest of the day oh man it's killer it's like tell, the best. tell everyone how long you've been doing your morning routine for. Yeah. Well, I see. I Well, let me just say this. I have a terrible habit of prefacing things. That's one of my. Um, we're, we're realizing that. Weaknesses. <laughs> it's one of my weaknesses uh, because that's just my personality. <laughs> so um, maybe I just won't even preface this. Well, I'm going to preface <laughs> it anyway. Well, I had a daughter seven months ago. Her name's Quinn. And that certainly took my morning routine and threw it through a loop which caused me for the past seven months or so to like be very inconsistent with it. But the last month has been back on track and it's like night and day. Like it's amazing. Um, so how did I realize that that was helpful is kind of get to, to get back to what I was saying before. I honestly reflected on how I was feeling in life and I felt like I at times was lost and at a standstill and that I didn't have any self-belief 
the sort of things that I wanted to accomplish, they would, I would be high on energy for a week and then it would just go directly down into the dumps and like, there's no way I could ever do what I'm thinking of. But through implementing a, a morning routine and this consistency in my life, I realized that it sort of put everything else into context and allowed me to like look at my my life, my day. Um, you know, n yeah, not even like my my weeks, but like each individual day as an opportunity to just grow a little bit. And I think like you kind of mentioned the things that I do in the morning. Um, each one of them has their own like benefit. What time do you wake up? So right now I wake up at 5 a.m., but I was waking up at four. It's like three and four hours before I wake up. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's, it, you know, it doesn't mean you, you're cutting down on sleep, but. No, I just go to sleep early. But it just starts something. Yeah. And it starts a momentum. It does. And that's one of the biggest, most important things in any sort of uh, pursuit of a project or a goal is momentum. Um, I read that's a so true. I read a book. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it was written by Darren Hardy and um, he calls it Big Mo. And it's this ball. Big motivation. Uh, momentum. Uh, motivation. Yeah. Uh, momentum. <laughs> and and once like <laughs> Big Mo starts to roll a little bit, like it picks up its own speed as it goes. And um, so like the mornings of doing this more consistently, which let me just say, I have an incredible wife not just has shout a out julie julie like she knows because i already i say this to her because i'm <laughs> aware and i'm emotional male <laughs> like i i open up to her and i'm vulnerable to her and i tell her you know maybe i could do it more often but like she knows that she is such an important part of my life and not in like like i can't describe how important you are to me no like i can describe specifically all of the things that you've done in my life to make me a better person and to make me the person that I'm trying to grow into and that we're doing it like together as a team. And she is really the person who like first introduced me to personal development. And that's sort of how this whole morning routine started is just reading personal development. And I read a book called High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. I mean, it, it is a difficult read and there's so, I mean, it's not difficult, but like, how am I supposed to put all of this in practice? Like, this is pretty overwhelming. And I didn't even put half of it in practice, but like the couple things that I did allowed me to like build on that foundation to then like implement a few other things and a few other things. And it just turned into this like system, this system that allows me to like feel as though I'm almost cheating a little bit in the morning because like you're just taking advantage of that time to the best of your ability i also have a very deep interest in doing a dating slash relationship podcast yeah and um you're when you were speaking about your wife and like having a good teammate mm -hmm. Can you give people like myself in the dating game, in, in a in new relationship, yeah, what to look for? Do you even know what to look for? Do you it has you have you just been? Or did you just get lucky? Yeah, <laughs> lucky is a is a funny thing because I I believe in luck. 
But I think there's other words to describe luck. We need to be around people that bring us up, that are ahead of us in things, mm-hmm. that can push us, can pull us. So do you have any insights there? Yeah. Um, so let me preface this. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Julie and I went to kindergarten together. Um, then we went to separate elementary schools. Did you date in kindergarten? No. I, I was just out there with all the other chicks at that time in my kindergarten class. Oh, no. no interest. No, I'm kidding. We, but we went to different elementary schools. And around fifth grade, the elementary schools start to have activities together. And then we went to junior high and high school together. And we started dating as freshmen in high school. So that's insane. I mean, we were 15 years old and you have no idea who you are or what's even going on. Um, but this is what I'm, I'm, I've reflected on. And this is what's interesting about it is that during my high school years, I sort of had a status at my school as someone who was like just a, like a good person, but also like achieving in a lot of different places, like playing sports, but also like in the band and choir, doing pretty good in school, like getting good grades. And um, I just had like a reputation that was a very positive one. And that, of course, like builds people's confidence. Like I was not afraid at all to step in front of a group of people and like be goofy and funny, make people laugh um, and and be that. And Julie got to experience all of that because she was my girlfriend. Um, And then like we did spend a little bit of time apart freshman year of college, but not much. And just got back together and did college at different schools. So I know this is like a whole relationship breakdown, but I'm getting somewhere is that like then years later, even after we got married, she saw in me that things had changed, that I'd lost a lot of confidence, that I just wasn't that person anymore. And through her own sort of goals in life and her own vision for her life and the freedom that she is aspiring for uh, financial freedom and just freedom of schedule and being able to work for herself, she started to use the things that she had been reading and learning and kind of letting me know about them. And I think that if you're asking it for, if there's something that you can like look for, it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable with somebody, even if you're not sure if they're the right person, but just like opening up about yourself to somebody and seeing kind of like how they react to that. And if they react to it in a way that seems sincere and genuine and that they can relate to some of the stuff that you might be talking about and that they'd want to like see you through or like they're, they'd want to root for you. That is like a telltale sign that this is like a person that you could really mesh well with but you don't ever really find that out until you have one of those conversations, man. And, and those conversations are scary, but the most important thing in a relationship. That was very insightful, very, very useful for myself. Um, we're coming up on 11 AM. So we're going to wrap this up. I just want to mention that opening up like that to somebody in a relationship um you know that could also be the end of a relationship no because you're showing like this is who i am and if that person's not that interested in it well then at least you're no longer wasting time exactly at the end of the day that will come out and you can hide it or you can not share it 
that person can be ignorant to it but at some point that will show so you might as well have those hard conversations up front or show who you are not be too i mean it doesn't feel good to share who you are and then somebody being like eh, i'm not really into that yeah but it would feel even worse to get 10 years <laughs> into a relationship and then have them find that out and then your whole life is just thrown up in shambles <laughs> so you know like it would definitely take a shot to anybody to experience that like let me be open to you and and tell you about this thing and then be like uh, yeah so, so actually yeah let's like let's let's reframe that as like personal selfish you need to be selfish and share who you are so that you're not misleading somebody yeah. for extended period of time right and and, and let me also just say that like both sides like both parties need to of course i think be open to not understanding something or open to change or fitting fitting that person in right in in places where because well like trade-offs trade-offs there's never a perfect fit and perfect match that like my puzzle piece is your puzzle piece and then we get it framed and it's in the shape of a heart and it has the date we started That's dating and getting for, married though. um you know i think that there is always going to be growth and that is sort of what i what i really intended to mean and, and what i said is that you're looking for someone that you can grow with because the person that you start dating isn't the person you're dating three years later the person that you get married to is definitely not the same person that you're married to five years later and if they are i hope that you two are like both comfortably staying where you're at because if one person starts to take steps towards like a life that they've been dreaming of and the other person isn't down for that, it's going to be real awkward and cause a lot of resentment. But if you can realize early on that you are both going to change and grow and you're willing to be up for that journey, that's it, man. That's the magic. That's what love is. And, um, it's special, you, you know, it's special. Well, thanks, Mickey, for coming on to my podcast, being my first um, my my first guest. That was very insightful. Dude. I think people are going to really get a lot out of this. So thanks again. Thanks for having me, man. This has been fun. All right, guys. That's it for the podcast this week. Uh, we'll probably do this again next week. Take care. <laughs>